my personality has a tendency to shift just a bit. Well, hi there. This is the LifeSpring Family Audio Bible, and I'm coming to you from Riverside, California. And podcasting since 2004, I am your OG Godcaster, Steve Webb. This is the daily podcast where we're reading through the entire Bible in a year. The show notes page for today, if you'd like to comment on the show, is lifespringmedia.com s12e101. And you can always email me at steve at lifespringmedia.com. Our reading today is Job 29 and 30. And I'm calling the episode, Can You Blame Him? Let's get started. Job chapter 29. Job continued speaking. I long for the years gone by when God took care of me when he lit up the way before me and I walked safely through the darkness. When I was in my prime, God's friendship was felt in my home. The Almighty was still with me, and my children were around me. My steps were awash in cream, and the rocks gushed olive oil for me. Those were the days when I went to the city gate and took my place among the honored leaders. The young stepped aside when they saw me, and even the aged rose in respect at my coming. The princes stood in silence and put their hands over their mouths. The highest officials of the city stood quietly, holding their tongues in respect. All who heard me praised me. All who saw me spoke well of me, for I assisted the poor in their need and the orphans who required help. I helped those without hope, and they blessed me, and I caused the widows' hearts to sing for joy. Everything I did was honest. Righteousness covered me like a robe, and I wore justice like a turban. I served as eyes for the blind and feet for the lame. I was a father to the poor and assisted strangers who needed help. I broke the jaws of godless oppressors and plucked their victims from their teeth. I thought, surely I will die surrounded by my family after a long good life, for I am like a tree whose roots reach the water, whose branches are refreshed with the dew. New honors are constantly bestowed on me, and my strength is continually renewed. Everyone listened to my advice. They were silent as they waited for me to speak, and after I spoke, they had nothing to add, for my counsel satisfied them. They longed for me to speak as people long for rain. They drank my words like a refreshing spring rain. When they were discouraged, I smiled at them. My look of approval was precious to them. Like a chief, I told them what to do. I lived like a king among his troops and comforted those who mourned. Job chapter 30 But now I am mocked by people younger than I, by young men whose fathers are not worthy to run with my sheepdogs. A lot of good they are to me, those worn-out wretches. They're gaunt from poverty and hunger. They claw the dry ground in desolate wastelands. They pluck wild greens from among the bushes and eat from the roots of broom trees. They are driven from human society, and people shout at them as if they were thieves. So now they live in frightening ravines, in caves and among rocks. They sound like animals howling among the bushes, huddled together beneath the nettles. They are nameless fools, outcasts from society. And now they mock me with vulgar songs. They taunt me. They despise me and won't come near me, except to spit in my face. For God has cut my bowstring. He has humbled me, so they have thrown off all restraint. These outcasts oppose me to my face.
They send me sprawling and lay traps in my path. They block my road and do everything they can to destroy me. They know I have no one to help me. They come at me from all directions. They jump on me when I'm down. I live in terror now. My honor has blown away in the wind, and my prosperity has vanished like a cloud. And now my life seeps away. Depression haunts my days. At night my bones are filled with pain, which gnaws at me relentlessly. With a strong hand God grabs my shirt. He grips me by the collar of my coat. He has thrown me into the mud. I am nothing more than dust and ashes. I cry to you, O God, but you don't answer. I stand before you, but you don't even look. You have become cruel toward me. You use your power to persecute me. You throw me into the whirlwind and destroy me in the storm. And I know you are sending me to my death, the destination of all who live. Surely no one would turn against the needy when they cry for help in their trouble. Did I not weep for those in trouble? Was I not deeply grieved for the needy? So I looked for good, but evil came instead. I waited for the light, but darkness fell. My heart is troubled and restless. Days of suffering torment me. I walk in gloom without sunlight. I stand in the public square and cry for help. Instead, I am considered a brother to jackals and a companion to owls. My skin has turned dark, and my bones burn with fever. My harp plays sad music, and my flute accompanies those who weep. Doesn't your heart just really go out to Job? My goodness, the poor guy remembers what life was like before his afflictions came, and he speaks of the horrible physical, emotional, and spiritual pain he's in. How could anybody not feel bad for him? Speaking of his pain, I've never experienced anything near the physical pain that Job suffered, but I have gone through a few excruciating episodes. I have a back that every once in a while decides to just lay me out. The pain can be so bad that I can't even stand up without help. And I've had bouts with kidney stones, and oh my goodness, talk about excruciating. Have you ever had them? Oh man, the first time it happened to me, I didn't know what was going on. I thought I was dying. I went to the ER, and of course, they knew right away what was going on, and they gave me a shot of morphine. Now, I'm not a drug user, so you'd think that morphine would have an effect on me, right? Nope, not with this pain. It didn't do a thing. So they gave me another hit. After a few minutes, the pain went down maybe from a 10 to a 7, but they weren't willing to give me any more, so a 7 was as good as it got for a long time. And then, a little over four years ago, I broke my ankle and tore some ligaments in my knee in a motorcycle accident. I was laid up for more than three months, and it took much longer than that to regain my mobility. Now, I tell you all this to say that when I'm in really bad pain, I've learned that my personality has a tendency to shift just a bit. Instead of the nice guy that you've come to know and love here on the show, I can get, shall we say, snippy? <laughs> and my normally... Sunny disposition changes to gloom. I just feel like I'm going to die at any moment. I'm a terrible patient. So given what Job was experiencing, I don't think we can really hold it against him when, with his seemingly feeling sorry for himself. I know what that feels like. It just really sounds like Job has come to the end of his rope, doesn't it? Let's cut him some slack. On our upcoming chapters on Job, we'll hear what Job has to say about God. Then we'll hear from Elihu again. And then it'll be time to hear from God. And what God says to Job is one of my favorite parts of the Bible. 
You won't want to miss that. What are your thoughts on today's reading? You can comment at lifespringmedia.com slash s12e101. Tomorrow we'll be reading Jeremiah 12 through 16. Boost. On this date in church history, December 9th, 1608, John Milton was born. He was the English Puritan poet and essayist. Now get this, he wrote in four languages, but he's best remembered today for his epic masterpieces, Paradise Lost and Paradise Regained, both of which were written after he lost his eyesight in 1652. And on this date in church history, December 9th, 1917, the Ottoman Empire surrendered Jerusalem to the British, ending 700 years of rule by Muslim Turks. Palestine remained a protectorate of Great Britain until Israel became an independent state in 1948. Let's pray. Our Heavenly Father, You are holy, and we praise You for how You've blessed us. We have life, and You've made it possible for us to come to You with our petitions and our praises. And not only is it possible, but you have invited us to do so. That's an amazing thought, Lord, and we thank you for that. I pray for the LifeSpring family now, Lord. Watch over them and bless them today. Keep them in your tender care, and please use this show to help them know you and love you more. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. You can send prayer requests and praises in at prayer.lifespringmedia.com. Love to hear from you. Well, at the top of the show, I told you that Chuck Gerard was waiting in the wings. And Chuck, it's just about time to have you come on out. This is The Heart of Christmas from the album of the same name. It's available on most music streaming services. And if you've been listening for a while, you'll remember that I interviewed Chuck on the LifeSpring podcast some time ago. I'll put a link to that interview if you'd like to listen to it on today's show notes page at lifespringmedia.com slash s12e101. Until tomorrow, may God bless you richly. Thank you for being here. I'm Steve Webb. Bye. Christmas and all the tinsel trappings Christmas, the snow is on the ground Christmas, the ribbons and the wrapping Christmas, the family gathers round Christmas, the merry sound of laughter Christmas Leave our troubles behind Christmas The world is happy ever after Let us not forget Let us not leave behind The heart of Christmas Heart of Christmas
the heart of Christmas The beating heart of God Who became man Let us not forget What is the heart of Christmas That God so loved the world God so loved the world, the heart of Christmas. The one who knows his forgiveness. The one who knows his grace. Abiding, humble, the one who sees his face. Draw us near to the heart of Christmas. Draw us near to your heart, O oh God. Let us remember the love that saved us.